Good morning. It is 16 minutes after the hour as we are here with the mayor and the president of city council. And that is Sean Dunn. Good morning, Sean. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. Thanks well, for having good. me on. Well, I want to thank you for coming in this morning. <clears throat> Help us clear up some things here this morning because I know a lot of people have questions and we're going to try to get those questions answered tomorrow at the Portsmouth Little Theater about uh, the rehab housing here in Portsmouth. And uh, that's going to be at 830 at the Little Theater, correct? Correct. Okay. Let me ask a question. First of all, I know there's going to be a, a gathering beforehand um, that's going to be at 8. Uh, do you, what do we know about that, the We Vote Too movement? Well, I think um, they're calling attention to the fact that, at least this is my interpretation. Okay. Um, they're calling attention to the fact that people in recovery also vote. And um, I think, uh, you know, I applaud them for doing that. If, if you know, I, I already know that, but I, I applaud them for doing that. They're just letting the people know, I think. This is, again, my interpretation. So they may have a different view of it, but, but uh, my interpretation is just letting the people know that there's people in recovery or people that help people in recovery that also vote. Okay. Well, this is going to be at 8. Is it going to be inside, you know, or outside the porch? My there? understanding was it was outside. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first, before we get going on this, I, I, nobody has more empathy for people who are uh, addicted than myself. I've had friends. I've had friends pass away. I, I, I've seen the struggle. I really have. And so I don't want anybody to think that we're being insensitive here by mm-hmm. just talking about this because I think it, it needs to be discussed. Well, my view is regardless if people uh, completely agree or completely disagree with this proposal or agree with part or whatever, I think the the winning option here is to get people talking about it and getting people talking about it on the radio, uh, get people talking about it in front of agencies that we've invited down. We've invited uh, political representatives at different levels of government to be here. And I think it's important that we that we continue to talk about it because I think mm-hmm. people still have a lot of questions and concerns. Well, let me ask you, do you think, first of all, that concerned citizens do have a right to be upset about the direction that the city's going in the rehab business here in town? Well, uh, we've, we've had concerns shared at city council um, where I've, uh, and I do want to contextualize maybe the, what this legislation is compared to others. We recently had a zoning update and we, we were asked about, um, that now this isn't zoning. This is about a standard of care. And so what this specifically looks at is making sure that, um, the care provided to people, uh, is of a certain standard. And what the problem is here is we have another situation where we have standards and they're just not enforced. And that leads to a variety of problems. And I think one of the things we can do to address people's concerns is to ensure that facilities here, housing here, meet certain standards. And we don't have that. And, and you know, there's a, people here have the right to have anger. They've seen previously um, pharmaceutical industry, previously other dispensaries that were not uh, that they, they didn't have standards enforced, and it led to a series of problems. What we have now, I think, are bad facilities. There are certain facilities that are not up to standard. Not all of them are. I want to stress that. Yeah. But those that are substandard are failing the clients in them, and they're failing communities that they're located in. Well, it seems like anybody now can get into the rehab business. We've got a few people getting very rich in our town because they're buying up houses left and right and turning them into rehab. Of course, the zoning is the big problem. And... Uh, that I don't think a lot of our people or, or many of our people in our town didn't realize. Yeah, so um, there is a business side to it. And uh, at the same time, what we can do as a city government is uh, limited by federal law. So like, for example, ADA um, protections on people living in housing 
if you if you rent to someone that's a Shawnee State student, a group of students, say, on the soccer team or people in recovery, ADA says you cannot discriminate against the two um, or between the two. And um, what we're doing, though, is um, looking at developing a program of registration um, that allows us to know how many facilities and, and houses are here. And then right. we would... Go ahead, go ahead. No, okay. Go ahead. And then um, what that allows us to do is is um, hire someone that would be a code enforcement officer, essentially, to make sure that these places are up to code. Uh, it would generate, I think, surplus revenue that would develop things like community projects that people in recovery can move out of recovery in this transitional employment stage and then move into more full-time employment. Well, as, as mayor of Portsmouth and the rest of the city council, does it concern you, too, that these houses are exempt from taxes? And it's eaten up our tax base. And, uh, you know, the more houses we get, the less taxes uh, come into Portsmouth. Yeah, so if you look at this issue, it starts moving in all different types yeah, of directions. Yeah. You just gave another one. Um, my view is I've been on council. This is my fifth year. Right. We've never done anything like this. And the reason I'm calling a special session is, is to acknowledge just how significant the issue is, but also to welcome public debate about it. Um, and again, we've mm -hmm. never done that. I'm not saying that it's never been done in Portsmouth City Council, but right, in my right. time, it's never happened. Okay. Well, there was a high-ranking uh, ex-city uh, official that told people, and he's no longer here, and I'm not going to mention his name, said that the bottom line is to turn Portsmouth into, quote, a model or the blueprint for uh, rehabilitation. And he was adamant about that. Is, is this the vision that we have is instead of Portsmouth being what it, which one time Zeke Mullins called the where Southern hospitality begins, are we going to become Portsmouth where uh, drug rehabilitation begins? Well, I mean, I don't know what um, I, I think if we put in a program that says there's got to be quality care here, I think you're going to see several places leave. Um, you know, what part of this program is that people would pay a fee to do that. I think there's a concern by some that they're right. going to move into the county. Um, but I think if we establish this, there will become a statewide standard. Now, how will, how will places develop one way or the other? I think uh, probably with zoning might address issues about that. Um, based upon what our, our, our consultants for the uh, updates to zoning would say. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know. Yeah. I've never heard of any discussion of any grand scheme development vision with that. Okay. But it's nothing that I've been part of. I, I you know, the thing that, that also concerns me, too, is, you know, there's um, not a good, good ratio of recovery from the programs. Um, you know, 4,000 people go in, 511 or so, 512 get uh, get cured, which is good. I wish everybody could get cured. But uh, the efficiency rate is not very good. Well, part of what I want this legislation to do is to start collecting data that we all are on the same page with and right. that we all do the same analysis. So let's just give an example of uh, what does success mean and how is it defined? And if you talk to different groups, you realize they have different definitions of success. And part of the issue is we don't have, we're not using the same data. And so how can we even have you know, you ask some people uh, one question, they talk about really high recovery rates and others are different, and it based on how, how we define success. So what, I would, what I'm hoping for is this is a first step towards having a more universal discussion because mm -hmm. there's statistics that are being thrown out that, are, that vary wildly. Okay, so, yeah. explain to me how the fee system would work in, in your vision. Well, at first, and this is an evolving document, okay. I stress that it's working. So at first I said, well, there should be like a flat fee for facilities and then a flat per bed rate. 
um, of like 250 a year per bed and, and, and so forth, and then 10,000 a facility. Um, Jay Hash pointed out how he has a smaller operation than, say, the counseling center, and is that a fair thing to do, that they both, one very big, one smaller, should they pay the same fee? And I think he makes a very good point. He made a second good point about, is this too heavy on what's called inpatient treatment, which means you provide housing mm-hmm. and so forth. Outpatient is just prescriptions and so forth. Um, and he makes a great point there, I thought. So my kind of revised suggestion there is they just pay a percentage of gross revenue. So if you're Steve Hayes's clinic and you have $30 million a year and I'm Sean Dunn and I'm $5 million or whatever, gotcha. we pay a percentage. And I think that's fair. And I think outpatient pay a slightly higher percentage because their overhead's lower. They're not providing housing. It's a, it's a smaller operation. It's not as much comprehensive care. Mm-hmm. And that's how that would work. From that money, a um, it would guarantee that the um, salary and benefits of, of, of at one, maybe two, employees of the city would go around and ensure that these different facilities are, are up to scratch. And, the you know, the majority of people I've spoke to in, that work in the area mm-hmm. that are following, I don't really know people in bad facilities that work at, the, at bad places or anything like this. I You know, I've talked right. to a variety of ones. Yeah. I was on the board of the counseling center for two years. I wanted okay. to learn about the area. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, to back to your question, though, about like what that's how the, the fee structure that I'm currently proposing that can move, you know, based on other situations. And the money will go where? So it goes to those one or two uh, employees that would look after and enforce these issues because I don't think the state is doing a good job enforcing quality care. Mm-hmm. From there, you're going to have surplus. And so from that surplus, what I'm suggesting is we do different types of community projects. I'll give you one very be- easy one. Okay. Let's paint all the curbs in the city. Okay. And let's say you're Steve Hayes and you've just finished treatment. You probably have this blank space on your resume. And so what I want you to do, I want to help you get into full-time employment. People need full-time employment after they've had an experience like this. So what I'd say to you, Steve Hayes, I'd say, well, um, we'll buy the materials with the surplus revenue and we will pay you to, you know, do a certain section of the city and you paint, paint, curbs, right? This is one. Another one could be you assemble and install playground equipment. You do all these different things. And then now, one of the things I'm stressing is I think we that's more of a pilot program because we might see a sharp decrease in the number right. of facilities here uh, if they do not want to pay this registration fee and if they do not want to be up to standard. But we will have, I think, in the first couple of years we do that. Now, the other major thing I'm, I'm saying in this, my understanding is that in the last 20 years, slightly over 20 years, there's only been 12 Medicaid audits inside a county. To join this program, what I'm asking for is a proof of a Medicaid audit. And so if if you're a facility that has been doing anything um, that um, you know that, that that isn't up to code, mm-hmm. isn't up to scratch, then I I, I think you'll leave. Okay. Uh, another question I've got it, it, two questions actually, but I'll ask one the one about public image. You know, you come through Portsmouth and you see you know the homeless and they're in Tracy Park, they're standing on the corner, and some of these people are part of this, some of them are not. But, you know, we're getting more reports of people getting accosted in parking lots um, and, and so on and so forth from uh, people who are uh, not obviously, you know, going on to the treatment. Is that kind of an image that Portsmouth is going to have to put up with as far as th- the future? Because, you know, you drive through our town sometimes, Sean, I'll just be quite honest with you. It, it's not a pretty place. It's, it's, you've got, you know, packs of people walking around the street and, they, and you, you know, you look at them and they look at you like, hey, what are you looking at me for? And, you know, I, I, it's not a comfortable uh, look, I don't think, for our town sometimes. Yeah, you're, you're reminding me of when I used to drive to Shawnee State, I'd go by that, the lot next to the city building, and it was always that beat up 
um, picnic, wooden picnic table and bench. And there was always a guy sitting on the, on the table because the bench was broke, smoking a cigarette. Right. And it was depressed. And now it's a dog park. You know, now it's a really good spot. But that's I, I always think about that when I see people enjoying the dog park. Um, but I agree. But I, one thing, I, I wouldn't conflate, you know, cert, all social issues with um, certain facilities. I do think there are issues. There are spaces we have to transform and develop. And we do have to provide other types of services for people. Um, if these facilities were doing a very good job, um, all of them, because several of them are, but if all of them are doing a better job, then I think um, I think we'd have less failure rates, you know. But also, we have to understand that problem more. That's that's kind of where I'm a little hesitant to say where's that coming from because I think with better data, we, we would answer that question better. I, and I, and that's not to dismiss people's concerns. I'm mm-hmm. just saying I want to critically understand more what's the sort, where are those mm-hmm. different individuals coming from? I, I think as long as we have an open forum, and I thank you for coming on the show this morning. And uh, you know, I, I got a few more questions, but I I, I know we're kind of running out of time. What I want to do is urge people to come tomorrow morning at 8.30 because, uh, you know, there, there is now, and I'm sensing, uh, a degree of openness now with yourself and uh, about this topic. You know, sometimes it's tough to talk about this subject. It really mm-hmm. is. But I think you've got some concerned folks out there, uh, people who are seeing uh, drug, drug uh, rehab houses being bought next to theirs across the street, watching their property values drop. Um, but as far as the zoning goes to try to find out how we're going to be able to live with it, if this is indeed the degree the city's going in, uh, these are, you know, questions that need to be answered. Well, I think, um, one thing I would stress is, uh, democracy is an ongoing process and there's no way we're solving all the issues on Saturday and there's no issues. We're solving all the issues next month and there's no way we're going to solve it this year. Yeah. But what I want to emphasize to people is, do we want to take this first step and, um, I think the vast majority of people do. You're going to have people on, on either end saying, absolutely, no, don't do this for this reason or not that reason. I'm confident that most people want us to establish a system right. in some way or the other. Well, I travel a lot. And I want to say one thing to you and to anybody out there that uh, this is not a Portsmouth problem. This is a, a nationwide problem. It's a worldwide problem. Uh, people are addicted in every city across the country. Uh, and, and many are trying to get out of it. And uh, God bless them if they do, because this is an awful thing that happens to people and families. And, and uh, I, I, that's my first you know, thought, you know, to get everybody you know, back on, on track again. But at the same time, you know, it's got to be done and it's got to be done in the right, correct way. And I, you know, I, I thank you for coming on this morning because you, uh, you've been very open and I, there are a lot of tough questions you're going to get tomorrow as well at the meeting. Sure. Well, I, I appreciate the, the opportunity to, to come on. I'm happy to come back. Um, it should be an ongoing discussion, not just on radio, but right. elsewhere. Right. And um, I, I strongly encourage, I've been very open about the document. I, I say where the sources of information come from. I've talked to a variety of different people on, on either sides of the issue. And uh, there's far more to hear from. And so what I would encourage people to do is, is to go onto the Portsmouth City Government website to see the – we post on Facebook. We, we posted these, this you document. You posted this document you gave me this morning. A few okay. days ago, yeah. Okay. So to read through it and come in. And the best thing you can do is say something very specific towards it. Um, you know, someone could come in and say, well, you know, I don't think addiction is a disease. Well, that's not going to do anything for this document. But if you do say something like, well – Here's what I think the percentage of the fee should be, or here's how I think. Here's a certain standard that you, that has to be looked at, and so forth. Mm-hmm. That would help. The, that would help the, the the passing of this legislation. I think. Well, your voice is very important in this, and this is the future of our city. Mm. It really is, and because you know the image of our town, uh, 
if it's going to be in this direction, it needs to be controlled. But uh, I think that uh, far more folks than myself and uh, have an opinion on it <clears throat> one way or the other. And I think tomorrow at 830 is a perfect time to go. I know that uh, there's going to be a lot of news media there. And th- th- this is good. I mean, like I say, sometimes this is a tough, very tough subject to talk about. But when it comes to that and our future and what you're trying to do, uh, let's just keep an open forum. Yeah, actually, on that point, uh, one of the people I spoke to at one agency in Cincinnati, she said she's been in this area for 18 years. And she said, I'm the, in 18 years, I'm the very first person that called uh, and shared concerns about the level of, of facilities and housing. Right. Previously, it was um, screaming out, we need more. Yeah. And one of the things you see in Ohio was th- there was such a huge problem. They rushed to get facilities and st- I think regulations have, mm-hmm. have taken a, a back seat. Right. Now we're asking bring those regulations up at the bare, bare minimum. Okay. Yeah. You'll come back? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, Sean Dunn, thank you. Okay. Thanks for having me on. And uh, we'll continue to you know beat the drum for tomorrow, and we hope that we have a good positive turnout, at least uh, communication. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of folks have things to say, and uh, you'll handle it well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Sean Dunn, thank right. you. This morning, being on the Get Up and Go show, Mix 99.3 and uh, Worldwide WNXT radio.com. I apologize. We went, we went a little long today, but I kind of figured that we were going to do that. So we're going to uh, do this, and then we'll be back and uh, check in with uh, Bill Shope and the news next right here on Mix 99.3. <laughs>